Welcome back to the Immigration Update Podcast with attorney Lynn Walker, business immigration partner at Minor and Landis, the podcast that immigration professionals and foreign nationals turn to for up-to-the-minute information. In this episode, on October 23, 2023, the Department of Homeland Security published a notice of proposed rulemaking to modernize and improve the efficiency of the H-1B program, add benefits and flexibilities, and improve integrity measures. As a member of AILA, we, as a firm, received the draft of the NPRM recently. So we read through the 220-plus pages, and we have to admit that we were amazed by the data DHS provided, specifically with regard to abuses of the H-1B registration program. Nearly every immigration practitioner knows about this abuse, and we knew it was happening because of the disastrously low number of selections we received. But I don't think any of us understood the full depth of the fraud. This is podcast producer Mike Polsonella. I'll explain more about what's going on in a moment, but I want to remind you first that this and every episode of the podcast comes from articles written by immigration partner Lynn Walker. This particular article appears in full on her LinkedIn page, along with many other articles of interest to the immigration law community. For this particular episode, I've abridged the article somewhat. I've left out many of the charts of information that go along with the text, simply because listening to someone reading a chart is no fun at all. But again, I suggest you check out the LinkedIn post to see the full scope of the article, the problem, and the charts that she's created. I highly recommend you check out her feed and follow. And as always, please spell Lynn, L-I-N, when searching for her content. So as I mentioned, Lynn read through the 220-plus pages of the document and had to admit that she was amazed by the data DHS provided, specifically with regard to the abuse of the H-1B registration program. After muttering, whoa, a lot, and some other four-letter words, too, and then rapidly cycling through the stages of grief, she came to accept that this NPRM may be a great opportunity for the Immigration Law Bar to submit comments and suggestions to try to incorporate integrity measures into the H-1B registration process to reduce the fraud and abuse. So please allow me a few minutes of your time to explain how just a few companies and beneficiaries submitted thousands of multiple registrations to game the system and obtain an unfair advantage. On October 23, 2023, the Department of Homeland Security published a notice of proposed rulemaking, also called an NPRM, to, quote, modernize and improve the efficiency of the H-1B program, add benefits and flexibilities, and improve integrity measures, end quote. The most eye-opening part of this particular NPRM is the data provided by DHS, which showed the significant amount of fraud that has taken place in the H-1B registration system by a small number of companies that collectively filed thousands of multiple registrations for the same beneficiaries. So we're going to share some of the data provided by DHS, as well as some of the amendments that the agency is proposing for the H-1B registration process to combat the fraud. And again, there are many charts for you to check out on Lynn's LinkedIn page. So let's continue. As detailed by DHS, there has been a significant increase in the number of beneficiaries with multiple H-1B registrations filed on their behalf during fiscal year 2021. That encompasses October 1, 2020 
to September 30th, 2021, but also in fiscal year 2022 and 2023. While DHS acknowledged in the NPRM that there are beneficiaries that may have legitimate multiple job offers from different employers, it, quote, raises red flags if one beneficiary has 41 or 83 registrations submitted on their behalf. The data show that multiple registrations on behalf of the same individual are increasing. DHS is concerned that this increase in multiple registrations may indicate strategic behavior by registrants and beneficiaries working with registrants to submit increasing numbers of registrations, which may be frivolous, to greatly increase the beneficiary's chance of selection, end quote. DHS also provided data showing those beneficiaries with multiple registrations filed on their behalf have a significantly higher chance of being selected. And this is where a lot of those charts will come in handy, so definitely check those out. But for example, in fiscal year 2021, 100% of the 296 beneficiaries who had 10 or more registrations filed on their behalf were selected in the first round of the lottery. That's an amazing statistic. During the same period, only 45.18% of the 239,888 beneficiaries who had one unique registration filed on their behalf were selected in the first round of the lottery. During fiscal year 2022 and fiscal year 2023, beneficiaries with multiple H-1B registrations filed on their behalf were by far the greatest winners of the H-1B lottery as detailed in the tables I've described. DHS also revealed that the same group of companies submitted multiple registrations for the same group of beneficiaries, in many instances, the exact same beneficiaries. When these registrations were selected, the vast majority of these companies failed to file H-1B petitions on behalf of the beneficiaries. Although DHS shared data for fiscal year 2021, 22, and 23, Due to the redundancy of the data, and for ease of review, we are only going to talk about the data for 2023 right now. As stated by DHS, quote, the degree of duplication between the companies raises concerns that the companies are working with each other to increase their chances of selection. This, coupled with the fact that the companies routinely have over 150 registrations selected each year, but only file between 1 and 19 petitions, suggests that the registrations submitted by the companies for the duplicate beneficiaries may not have represented legitimate, bona fide offers of employment. The non-filing rates for beneficiaries with multiple registrations raises the question of whether these companies actually intended to file an H-1B petition on behalf of the beneficiary when they submitted their registrations and did not work with others to unfairly improve their chance of selection, end quote. DHS further explains that, quote, in fiscal year 23, 97 companies with 10 or more selections had a non-filing rate of 90% or greater. Of those 97, the average rate of common beneficiaries among them was 90.72%. 18 of the 97 companies had a common beneficiary rate of 100%, end quote. As a result of a small number of companies and beneficiaries engaging in misconduct, at the very least, and fraud, more likely given this data, 
in order to game the H-1B registration system, the vast majority of employers and beneficiaries who followed the rules were penalized, with very few or no H-1B registrations selected at all. Now, while DHS is in the process of investigating these companies and beneficiaries for referrals to law enforcement agencies, such investigations take time. In response to the gaming of the system, and to rectify these issues as soon as possible, DHS has proposed three amendments to limit the potential for future abuse in the H-1B registration system. Number one, USCIS will shift the random selection process from selecting registrations to selecting unique beneficiaries, which will be determined based on the beneficiary's identifying factors, such as passport number, country of citizenship, date of birth, etc. Now, the subheadings to this particular amendment are as follows. A. Each unique beneficiary would be entered in the selection once, regardless of how many registrations were filed on their behalf. B. If the beneficiary is selected, each company that filed a registration on the beneficiary's behalf will be notified and would be able to file a petition. C. Beneficiaries will be required to possess a valid passport for the purposes of having a registration submitted on their behalf. DHS will remove the option of filing a registration for a beneficiary by affirmatively indicating that the beneficiary does not possess a passport. D. Beneficiaries would only be able to register with one passport and must list the passport number for the passport that they will use to travel to the U.S. in H-1B status. This will effectively remove the ability for beneficiaries with dual or multiple citizenships to use different passports in order to have multiple registrations filed. And E, DHS is aware that this rule will negatively impact stateless individuals. However, this population accounted for approximately 0.0024 and 0.0042% of registrations in fiscal year 2022 and fiscal year 2023, respectively. Amendment 2 states that USCIS will prohibit related entities from submitting multiple registrations for the same individual. And Amendment 3 reads, USCIS will have the authority to deny an H-1B petition or revoke an approved petition where the statement of facts including the attestations made when submitting a registration are not true, correct or accurate, or are fraudulent, and misrepresent a material fact. While these proposed amendments to the H-1B registration program are welcome, even DHS has acknowledged that they may not be enough to completely prevent companies and beneficiaries from trying to game the system by submitting multiple registrations. We encourage all stakeholders to offer comments, suggestions, and or alternatives to these proposed amendments in order to create an H-1B registration system that operates with integrity. This is one of the few opportunities where we can influence the policies being implemented by DHS to reform the immigration system and make it a little less dysfunctional, and we should take advantage of that. To refer back to the title of this particular episode, we can't have nice things, because whenever there are people desperate for a limited resource, such as H-1B visas, there will be other people who will find a way to take advantage of the system. Although this was not one of the proposed amendments to the H-1B registration program, I would love to see it if DHS would, 
after completing its investigation and referring the parties to law enforcement for prosecution, that they should publish the names of the companies that engaged in the abuse, the one beneficiary who had 83 registrations filed on their behalf, the one beneficiary who had 41 registrations filed on their behalf, the two beneficiaries who each had 75-plus registrations filed on their behalf, and the two beneficiaries who each had 50-plus registrations filed on their behalf. The names of all of them should be published, in my opinion. Thanks for listening to the Immigration Update Podcast with Attorney Lynn Walker. We'll be back next week with more breaking news of interest to the immigration law community. If you like what you hear, please follow, rate, and review the podcast. It really helps us grow. If you'd like to suggest a topic for our podcast or have any questions about your particular business immigration situation, please contact Lynn at lwalker at minor.com. That's lwalker at m-e-y-n-e-r dot com. Disclaimer. The information contained herein is intended only for educational or informational purposes and is not a substitute for legal advice. Further, listening to this podcast in no way establishes an attorney-client relationship between you and Minor and Landis LLP. Listeners should consult legal counsel for definitive advice regarding the current law and regulations and how those apply to your unique situation within your organization.